that should be live. What up, Bub? Hey, what's going on, buddy? How, How are you feeling? I'm pretty good, man. I just watched an enthralling video. It was an old white lady uh, calling a black lady the N-word a bunch of times, and she got shocked pretty hard. Was this a new video? Yep. The current. Pretty, this is a current event video? I think it was today, man. It might have actually been live streamed from Live PD. I don't know. Can't take that off the air. How old were the uh, combatants? Uh, the lady who was getting called the word was probably about 30. Uh, she made it clear. She said, uh, I'm the one. Usually, it's, I'm, not, I'm not the one. But she said, I'm the one. So I think that might have threw the old white lady off. And the old white lady was probably probably mid-60s. Oh, no. Yeah. That's always a losing battle. If, like, uh, most most Edward so- Edwards Edward. I just said Edward <laughs> instead of Edward. <laughs> Most N-word sockings are usually, if you're old enough to feel comfortable throwing one out, you're yeah. definitely old enough to lose a f- to almost any fight. Dude, and it's the funniest thing about, like, seeing old people get socked is, like, they always take a posture, which is immediately funny. Like, this lady, after she got socked, she just sat down on the floor Indian style. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did she just, like, choose to sit down or was she, like, her knees buckled and that's just how she landed? No, she got socked a bunch of times, and then she was, like, leaning on the <laughs> counter. And remember when James Brown used to pretend that the show was over, and then the guy would come over and put the cape on him? Yeah, And then, yeah, yeah. like, throw it off? Like, she pulled one of those. And then when she stood up, the lady socked her to the ground, and then she sat Indian style. Oh, man. The, the yeah. ultimate penitent seated yeah. stance. <laughs> she didn't, but like, yeah. she didn't get one, one last, like, ultimate warrior on the ropes. No, man. Sque- squeeze out like her finisher N-word. Nope. <laughs> Hulkamania had finished running wild at that point, man. <laughs> what, um, what, uh, did they, did they show the footage of her actually saying it? Yeah, you hear it a bunch of times. Oof, and I think the fights, dude, I think the fight started because the white lady was bitching that the other lady wasn't wearing a mask in a fucking 7-Eleven. Wait, who was, who was wearing the, who was not wearing the mask? The white lady? No, the black lady was not wearing a mask. Oh, so she got hit with an N-word for not wearing the mask. I think that's what it was over because that the la- the white lady was yelling through a mask and the black lady was saying, I'm not the one without a mask. Gotcha, gotcha, so gotcha. I imagine that's what it started with, but you well, clearly dude, hear the N-word. Let's let's do some of the let's do some of the aggression math right now, okay? Is getting called the N-word not as bad as being killed, right? No. Okay. Uh you see, you show someone a picture. Let's show someone that's show the most anti <laughs> N word saying person that you know. Show them a picture of a person in public, uh-huh. not wearing a mask. The response is that person. Should, I hope that person gets COVID and dies. Yes. So this is this <laughs> this lady saying the N word might be to the left of <laughs> some of the most woke people in the world. And in her defense, dude, I'm pretty sure I heard Dr. Fauci say that this is the proper response. <laughs> this is, dude, this is federal guidelines. Man, that, that's one of the mo- you know, you know, I'm a connoisseur. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a knockout connoisseur, dude. Yeah, I love I know it. You are. And that's that's the most justified one. Like, that's you're a pummelier. That- <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm a pummelier. I'm a cummelier. Uh, when. You- when someone throws out an N-word in a video, in a fight video, you've got an instant good guy, bad guy situation. Yeah. It's, there's, it's the most pure knockout video genre in the world. 
There's no ambiguity. You just don't do it. Even even in mutual combat, you don't do it. You never yeah. you never call someone an N word. Nope. So when they get their comeuppance, that's like, dude, the good guys won. I make my yeah, children man. watch. I bring my children on their computer screen and say, watch this. As, as soon as you hear that word, it's like saying timeout during freeze tag. <laughs> yeah. It's that bad. Dude, flag on the play. Yep. Unnecessary fucking old whiteness. Dude, I had a friend, uh, fucking Steve. Classic fucking Steve, dude. Here we go. We were, we were leaving a club in Philly one time, and we had just, I don't even think we were 21. I think it was one of those dirtball 18 and over clubs. Shampoo? No, uh, Egypt? Egypt, yep. No way. You, yep, you're just fingering ladies nonstop. Uh, no, I don't want to brag, but I kissed a bunch of girls that night. But, oh, I'm proud you know, of you. That's, that's not here nor there, man. Dude, he's counting. But we were leaving, and Steve was feeling himself, and he had drank a little too much Mad Dog 2020, and he was throwing out some inbounds. And... Uh, Everything I know about Steve, this this falls right right in line with his his uh, behavior profile. Yeah, dude, he was. He got cracked. He did, man, and rightfully so. Did he you join cracked. their team? I didn't, but I didn't. I was going to make sure that he wasn't going to get his ass whooped. He got cracked once, and that was the end of it. And I felt like that was fair. Sure. Even so. Stevens, dude. <laughs> Tim. What? Oh, oh, man. <laughs> That's how hard I fucking play, dude. I don't even know I'm doing it. Wow. But, but, yeah, he caught that one, and uh, that was the last time I heard Steve say that word. Well, that is like, uh, that is scared straight for, you know, people who are dungaree short adjacent in life. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Now because now cause, like, racists like, dress like uh, Peaky Blinders, so it gets kind of rough. <laughs> it, it used to be way easier when it was just like dudes who like their wrist fat was like encroaching over their watch and they were wearing like faded denim shorts. It's like, oh, this guy's got some he's got some N words in the chamber. <laughs> now it's like, oh, this guy's got a really nice haircut. He's probably going to say the N word. Yeah, they've morphed, man. And uh but I'll tell you, man. Like when 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 you throw out that word, nothing, nothing kind of like nothing is is as great an equalizer as a single, really hard punch. Yeah. Yeah. Case closed, dude. Yeah. Jory's, pu- Jory came back. One punch is the international symbol for you. Shouldn't have said that. I agree. Yeah. Anything after that, it's like it could get excessive pretty quickly, but. A single strike does not count as a fight. If you punch someone and they don't do anything back and they accept the lesson that they learned, yeah. that doesn't that's not assault. That's not a crime. You know what I mean? That's that's barely yeah, even it, physical contact. When was the last time you got punched for real? Uh two thousand and nine. This sounds like your fault. Um Well, it was a mix. And I, I might have told this story on here before, but it was Steve's brother. Um, we had gone to a bar to wait for our train to come. And I had to put my card up so that we could get drinks. And he ended up charging a, a group of girls tab to my card. Oh, yeah. You did tell it on here. Yeah, it was, right. like, it was like 80 bucks. 
Um, so I lost it on a cab during the cab ride, and as I was punching him, he bit me in the throat, <laughs> and then he punched me. <laughs> well, that's a real fight, yeah. Yeah. How about you? When's the last time you got punched? I haven't been in a real fight since that uh, homeless dude. And I'm, I, you know, I basically refuse to fight if, if at all possible. I could probably absorb a punch or two and still yeah. find a way to let it go. But at the same time, I never want to be seen as like losing a fight. So if, if I ever get yeah. punched and like someone goes like, oh, like <laughs> if I hear if I hear any kind of tone from like a bystander, I have to destroy. I have to destroy somebody. Yeah, yeah man. That's I a, hope it never comes back to that. You're done. And, and if you if you have to lose a fight. You better pray to God it's in front of white people. Oh my God! Because no. you will want to fucking kill yourself. I don't want to watch. I don't. I'm not going to watch a group of black dudes like carry someone around who just punched me. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, sir. But at the same time, man, I, I hate it. I, yeah. I hated the feeling. I hated the feeling of winning a life or death fight. I yeah. wa I won a I fight to the death without having to kill anybody. I did like the. You're not even worth it, and I put the hand down. <laughs> And he couldn't do anything about it. He was completely immobilized. It oh, was that kind of all, thing. You had all the infinity stones in there. Yeah. <laughs> and all, you know, instead I decided I, I went with compassion and uh, dislocating his shoulder. You, you do what you have to do, man. I have never felt good after a fight. No, no matter win or lose, I I just never felt good, and it's. I hope I never get in another fight again. If you got called the N word though, and you won the fight, I'm the one, man. <laughs> you got me fucked up. <laughs> You said she kept saying it throughout the video. Yeah, she threw it out there, and it was like a, it was like a record scratcher, and then the lady kept saying, "Say it again, say it again," and and she kept saying it. She did. She said it at least two more times during her argument, and she actually leaned into the one. I think she was trying to Beetlejuice her. Yeah. <laughs> Can you make Beetlejuice leave by saying his name, or is that only to make him show up? <laughs> Um, N-word, N-word, N-word. Try it, man. <laughs> no, I'm not going to try that. That's beat down juice. <laughs> no. Who was the other one you could call by saying three times? Candyman. Uh, Candyman? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Whew, man. Yeah, did you see the new? Did you see the? Did, did you see there's like an animated short trailer for the new Candyman? Oh, I have not animated. Done. It was like a weird like silhouette paper puppet thing. Uh, this so fucking I'm scared already. I'm I'm so fucking excited for the new Candyman because there was like a, a sh it was like a, I don't know I saw it on Twitter, but it was like a three minute short and it was uh these little paper puppet silhouettes and it was kind of like these like famous black injustice stories of like you know lynchings and shit like that. Yeah. I don't know if the Candyman's based on a real one, but it, it seemed like it fit in with the real ones in there. Like there was the one of like the child who was executed. Do you know about that one? I don't think so. There was like a black uh, there was like a black like tween or something like that. And uh he got blamed for like a crime and oh, yeah, sent did, to prison yeah. and they fuck they gave him the fucking chair. And uh there's like a picture of him sitting in the uh in the electric chair, like just bawling. And he was like screaming for his mom and stuff like that. And uh, reading about it fucked me up. I only read about it for the first time like two weeks ago. And then it was in this Candyman uh, like extended trailer. Wow. Or, or like short terrifying. movie. It wasn't even a trailer. Um, I, I don't know. It, it kind of made it seem like uh, I, I wish Candyman was just serious this time. 
but I'm gonna still gonna try to enjoy it as like a slasher horror movie. Man, that's I don't know. I, I don't know that I want to go see that movie. You gonna get spooked? Too scary. Too scary. Dude, I just I just signed up for that fucking uh, that horror app Shutter, and I watched one thing from it, and it was a documentary. And I had started to watch another movie, and I was just like, I don't know that I can do this. Is that about like, how Nightmare I, on Elm Street's gay? Yeah, dude, it was really fucking good. Like some parts were funny, but some of it was like fucked up. And some of it was like really awesome, and it revolved around the dude who was the star of Night Run on Street Two, who happened to be gay, but he wasn't out and gay. He felt as though the storyline was, you know, overtly homosexual, and it is like when you when you see all these things adding up, and he felt like it, it ended up typecasting him and cost him his career in Hollywood. No shit. Yeah, man. It's a it's a very interesting story, and it's. Um, I remember thinking as a kid, like it had a very, very different feel to it. And it, it definitely wasn't the first one. It still scared me. Like Freddie shows up to a pool party. Do you remember that? In the real world? Yeah. 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 There's like a high school pool party and Freddie shows up. No, I can't remember it at all, dude. That I would go back. Wild, I showed man. I showed the kids Nightmare on Elm Street. What did they think of it? They didn't really get that spooked by it. I think it's hard if you can't remember that the world actually looked like that in like the 80s. Yeah. It almost seems like th- there's no there's no way for them to connect with the world. So like the 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 scariness gets kind of like lost on them. So like they thought a little bit of it was like silly. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he was kind of a goofball. Freddy Krueger's a goofball, dude. I feel like he really took off in part 2. Like part 1 it was just like you could believe that this dude's a fucking psycho. Well, you know um, the uh you know the first one um, ends with him like it's I guess it's still a nightmare at the end and he pulls the was it the mom through the door or something like that through like a window I forget he, I he breaks so, yeah. he breaks a front door and pulls them back into the house throat but they look like a mannequin like it's it's so you know by today's standards poorly done effects yeah. wise and it's like the last thing you see in the movie yeah, it was like her, her pilled out mom, right? Yeah, and it looks like he, it looks like he's stealing a mannequin, pulling her through the door because of the doll that they used for her. Yeah, and when they saw that, they were kind of like, "Yeah, I don't know." But, dude, I, I I was tweeting about this. I've been showing them some of the classics, right? Like we watched Dumb and Dumber, fucking ruled. We I watched, just watched it today with Mike because of you mentioning it last week. Well, we also oh, watched. Before we move on, I just want to throw this out there real quick, but uh, not for nothing. But um, Edward Scissorhands is actually Freddy Krueger's autistic son. Is this confirmed? No. Or is this just a fan theory? Dude, are That's you a fan theory guy now? No, I'm making that up. Oh, I like it, dude. Run with it. It's pretty cool, isn't dude, it? Dude, you should make an 11-minute YouTube video about that and go viral and then throw me off a bridge. That'd be pretty fucking cool. Freddy fucked another lady with a gloved hand and you got Edward. Yeah? All right. I buy it. Let's go. All right. Lock it in. Get the fucking right. theory fleshed out. All right, Start, I'm, going on Je- dude. I'm going on Jenna Marbles tonight to, to talk it out. <laughs> Man, I, you know, I uh, before I move back on to the show and the kids of classics, I've been watching like a ton of um, like content farm YouTubes where it's like just some fat autist virgin hitting all of like the the check boxes for like a monetized YouTube video. So they'll show like new marvel news and they'll show like old marvel footage while just rambling over it for like 10 minutes and if they have like the right tone and they say the right things you can almost just zone out and let it it'll just autoplay like a million videos in a row each video gets like three hundred and fifty thousand views and they're all completely worthless but 
these people know exactly how to like game the system to make money beyond this is I'm not even talking about like the children's YouTube perverts. This is like monotony for, you know, fat man children. <laughs> we really got the gears turning, dude. That's why I'm saying like, let's let's figure Let's make like a scam channel on YouTube where we're just like, well, there's been some movement around Doctor Strange, too. They talked about a trailer for it at Dickhead Con last weekend. And dude, as long as you make it like 10 minutes and you tease like some sort of nerd news that, you know, people waste their lives on, you can make like a, a billion dollars a day or something like that. I don't know. I'm Dear. making up the numbers now. Dude, we could pull off fat perverts. Uh, speaking of which, happy anniversary to you, Tim. It was six years ago, I believe, this week that we appeared on the Tonight Show. Oh man, rocketing to fame! Wow, man, what what a ride, dude! What was it like having your nipples on national television for millions? Oh, of I people? hated every second of it. <laughs> I am honestly incredibly self conscious about the way I look, and boy, oh boy, was that uncomfortable. I, you ever feel bad for like when there's like an, a, a fat, ugly, retarded character in a movie and you're like, someone had to show up for the yeah, casting call for me, that. Dude. Yeah, you yeah. were like, they were like, look at this gross, hairy guy. He's this, first of all, I think you're very handsome and attractive. This is not oh, me thanks, saying buddy. it. But like for you to get wheeled out on a car laying down <laughs> <laughs> and be the butt of like a, a, phys- a visual gag, that had yeah, to dude, suck. I felt like fucking Marlo Hooch. That's exactly, that's the model for this. Yeah. Imagine auditioning for Marla Hooch. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm moving to L.A. I'm going to be an actress, mom and dad. And it's like, hey, can you play the fucking fat, ugly bitch in this movie that everyone thinks is gross? It's like, uh, well, so. speaking of fat, ugly bitches, um, Honey Boo Boo was there that night. Oh, I forgot all about that. Yeah, she was sassing it up. Oh, yeah. Man. We were, when we were backstage, like I, I remember like I had started to get nervous when it became apparent that like it was going to happen pretty soon. And you were just like, dude, I just saw Honey Boo Boo eat a cookie out of a trash can. Jesus Christ. I forgot all about her. Yeah, and they had like a security guard with her. and Doesn't matter, dude. That was a a cool time. We got to hang out in a fucking uh, dressing room at the Tonight Show. That was fun. You know where I felt like a real fucking dickhead, though? Where? Was when the bit was over, they gave us the option of going to sit in the audience or leaving, and we took the option of sitting in the audience. I really wish we didn't fucking do that. I don't remember as soon that. As we got up there. Yeah, dude, we sat in the fucking audience. We didn't even get to sit together. They sat us separately. I don't remember fucking anything. This I was telling you about this earlier. There was at least 15 times this week. I was like, man, I can't wait to talk about this with Mike on the on on the fucking podcast. And then the th- I don't remember. I can't remember day to day. I can't remember a single fucking thing. Dude, right after we were done, um they went to commercial and they're like, "Yo, if you guys want to sit in the audience, we have seats for you. And I was like, yeah, cool. Cause I thought I just naturally assumed we were going to get to fucking sit together, but they sat us like three fucking rows apart. Um, pardon me. My allergies are out of control, but, uh, they sat us like three fucking rows apart and you were like down in front of me. And as soon as we were separated, I was just like, I want to fucking kill myself right now because a handful of fucking dudes from fucking Nebraska would be like, how's that chest feeling, buddy? So, oh right. man. Yeah. I didn't get any of that. And then Honey Boo Boo came out, and she was fucking sassing it up with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, so you're, like, looking at her like, look at her, dude. She gets to be the fucking real guest. I'm here doing a fucking gag where I look like a dickhead. Well, dude, like, I was looking back between her and, like, looking at you. And, like, you were clearly still riding the high of just millions of people seeing you. Because you were, like, smiling as this was happening. And I was just, like, I really wish there was a way that I could go over there and, like, just tap him on the shoulder and get us to get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so thanks a lot, dickhead. 
<laughs> Look at Tim, dude. He's loving this. Look at fucking fat ass Honey Boo Boo. You stupid dude. fucking bitch. <laughs> Should, I should have I stood up and screamed that, or we should have just walked into the couch. We had opposite experiences with this. I was like, I can't believe I met a fucking Tonight Show taping, and I didn't have to like wait outside for tickets. This is so fucking cool. And dude, you're little, a- watching me have a good time like, fuck you, dude. You fucking suck. Dude, we had to fucking leave with everybody, too. Remember, they like make you go from like room to room. It's not like a smooth exit. They made us like leave with everybody else. And so like we're in a room with... With all these other people that just came to see fucking Jimmy Fallon. Hmm. I, I dude, I'm I maybe it's just I'm so humble. I didn't even I didn't even think anything of it, man. I was just like, I am one of these people. I'm I'm nothing, dude. I'm lower than dirt. I'm a worm. Kill me. Yeah, Step I definitely me, felt that way as soon as it was over. Oh man. But did you think that though. like it was gonna lead to anything? I did, man. Really? I at the time like I had grand illusions because like I, I felt like we were very funny on there. Because they distinctly said you know, don't interact or don't say anything unless you're interacted with. Yeah. And I knew that like you and I would find a way to make it funny. And we did. And I was just like, oh man, we're going to be fucking everywhere tomorrow. No way. It's like, it was like, you know, it was a lot of places and like people still fucking watch it and primarily fucking Middle Eastern perverts that just want to fucking drain their fucking balls. But yeah, there was like nothing. That was like the first time uh, that uh, fucking looking at my phone and seeing something. Well, no, I, I had experienced that with my, like my blog the year before, but like it was the first time where I had seen something um, not widely distributed, but um, most prominently distributed. Sure. You know, and the fucking. No, I, I had, I had again, opposite experience, dude. I was like, I kind of hated it. I was like, I, you know, I was, I was on the tonight show, but it was as like a, an audience plant bit. It felt embarrassing. I didn't. I didn't like that part of it all. I, dude. I swear to God, the part that I enjoyed the most. I was like, man, I get to hang out in the building, watch the show. <laughs> I hate it. Like, I, yeah, dude. Like, I didn't want anyone to bring it up to me. I didn't want other comedians to see it. I've, yeah, dude. I, dude, the the fucking Egyptian perverts talking cum shit to me was the best part <laughs> by far. <laughs> Just Thank fat, you. hairy, fucking Thank Muslims you. being like, "Dude, I'm wrecking my meat to this video." I was like, "Hell yeah, this rules!" <laughs> People writing fucking gay, fucking Muslim fan fiction about us. <laughs> that was the best part for me. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, no man, I, I I regretted it almost instantly. And when people talked about it, actually, even still now, when people talk about it, I'm like, "Oh yeah, no, oh, it gives me a tummy ache." Oh man, I'm sorry. I like it oh, now. Okay. And like I, 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 I had the opposite reaction. Like when we were when, it, when we were there, I did like it while it was happening because that was fun and it was you know very. It was just surreal, but then once it was finished, I felt just a fucking emptiness like I had never felt before. Hmm. Yeah, Which I was is, like, my thing was like, uh, I I can't say that I was on the Tonight Show. Like I can't be like oh, yeah, I was on the Tonight Show. It's like, were you or were like, no one would be able to tell the difference between. Me being on there and like some fucking dickhead visiting from Ohio being like, oh, I'll go on your show and answer questions. I felt like a real fucking dumb, fat tourist. Uh, we were we were high level make a wish kids for sure. So we were make a wish kids, but I think we are better than they could have ever hoped for. Handsome, too. Yep. That's what they weren't counting on. They weren't counting on us being so fucking handsome. There had been a fucking research study done um, to find out how much their fucking gay Muslim demographic shot up 
one. <laughs> We're big in the Emirates. Yes. No, Dude, look, I, there, well, there was something. Um, look, man, that's not that pales in comparison to the cool shit that's coming down the pike for us. I agree, man. And, um, dude, there was one other thing. It was maybe a couple months prior. It was definitely before that. But I think you ended up having the work. But we had we were going to go up there to film like a promo for the Tonight Show that was taken part for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now it makes sense. Yeah, it was definitely. It was like four months prior. But um, both of those times, I remember like I wasn't drinking, but I ended up drinking both times. Um, well, we got that hundred bucks from doing the fucking the the one with you and I. Oh, I forgot there was a hundred. That was the best part, yeah, dude. I know, dude. Hundred dollars. I had like fucking twenty dollars in my pocket, so like getting actual fucking paper money that we didn't have to go to a fucking bank in cash was just like oh we could we could eat anywhere and we could do anything right now. And we went to a fucking fucking hipster bar in Brooklyn and drank fucking fifteen dollar IPAs. Yeah, which which I'm always down to do, but being able to do that without like asking someone for money. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Ugh. Ugh. God. Man, hundred bucks. Yeah. Is there anything better than a hundred bucks? Nope. It's the perfect amount of money. One hundred dollars is the platonic ideal amount of money. You could you could really treat yourself to a nice day out with that shit. Ninety nine dollars, not enough money to do anything. A hundred and one dollars. All right, now you got to start thinking about responsibilities. A hundred dollars, that's the sweet spot, dude. That's, that's you, you got to invest some of that. If someone if someone handed me five hundred dollars right now, all I would be able to think about like, all right, I got to take care of some fucking obligations that are dangling in my life. Dude, but, I would give him back four hundred. <laughs> it, it's not even a, a thought. Yeah, a hundred a hundred bucks. It's like, dude, thank you. You just bought me some like time at a trampoline park or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny like when when you get like any amount of money, there's there's always like a sweet spot or a spot where it's just like, uh fuck, this is I could pay this and I probably should pay this. Mm -hmm. Like my ideal amount like would definitely be getting to go and fucking eat the lunch of my dreams and do something like that. Like you mentioned like a water park or a fucking paintballing or something like that. Yeah. But that's wishful thinking because I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know anytime I have extra extra money, it would just go to my family. I right now I have the most money I've ever had in my entire life. Do you feel like a million bucks? Well, that's tricky because it's an embarrassingly low number, and again, it's all tied up in responsibilities. Like I don't, I don't feel. I when you're a kid, and uh, you, especially when you're broke, you imagine having like a dollar amount. You're like, dude, if I had, you know. A thousand dollars, I don't know. Probably buy a Power Wheels. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you you imagine all the fun shit that comes with it. And like right now, I'm so dick deep in just like taking care of uh, like getting my family out of here and shit like that. Yeah. And uh, I've just been like fucking scrimping and saving and succeeding, dude. Some of the money's coming from success right now, which fucking rules. Um, and then also the uh, the federal grant for fucking small businesses, which. I am, dude. I'm a sole proprietor of uh, Tim Butterly. Um, it's just I, I all I can think about is like where the money's tied up. But to to you asking if I feel like a million bucks, whenever I encounter like a, a bill, like a medical bill, or like a like if I'm getting like a fucking root canal, if I hear that I owe like four hundred dollars in addition to the copay on something, I'm like, well, it might as well be a million dollars because I don't know when I'm ever gonna have four hundred dollars to my name again. Right. 
And now that I have slightly more than $400, I'm like, this, I, I'm a millionaire. This is what it feels like to be a millionaire because I have more than, <laughs> dude, have you more could read, than that much. You could read your mail with a monocle, dude. Oh, dude, I, I, I have a very fancy one. letter opener now. Oh, is it engraved with your initials? Yeah, it's got it's it's got my initials carved into it, and during forging, I dripped in some of the blood of my enemies. So I'm eternal. <laughs> I will never die. And uh, I open my bills sideways now when I blow into them. I go, and then I dump the shit out. By putting the blood on there, your enemies actually inherit your debt. Yeah. <laughs> it's an old Irish curse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but again, man. It feels good. It feels good. Like I, I know, I it probably came through. Uh, if you've listened to consecutive episodes of this, it probably came through that I was kind of fucking bumming, even though I felt like I was on the cusp of like forward momentum, and that that feeling's behind me now. I feel like I'm I'm cruising. I don't feel any of like those speed wobbles. I feel like I've caught my. I was con- Mike. I was telling you about this earlier. I compared it to skydiving. Yeah. So when you're skydiving, uh, you're mostly not doing anything. But when you first jump out of the plane. You do get like the butterflies in your tummy, like when you you ever like drive over a uh, like a big hump, and it's enough that like your butt comes off the seat a little bit and you're, you you get queasy. Yep. The first like half a second out of the plane feels exactly like, and that's what your fear is. Your fear is like, what if I feel like I'm falling the entire time? Oh, that wow. would be terrifying. That wouldn't be fun at all. If it was butterflies for the entire like minute and a half, you'd puke. But as soon as you, as soon as the wind catches you. And then you just feel the wind uh, like pressing against your entire body. It feels like you're laying on something. So it, it, it's almost like you're in like a wind hammock just staring at the ground. It, it rules. The first, little, the first little bit of the jump stinks. But now I feel like I'm, I'm cruising. I, I feel like I'm plummeting toward the earth at you know, terminal velocity. And boy, oh boy, the crater I'm going to leave is going to make people talk. Oh, that rules, man. They're going to write songs about it. It's going to be sick. Tim, before you had a family, what was the coolest amount of money that you had acquired? Before, what was that question? Before you had a family, what was the coolest amount, of, or what, what was the coolest amount of money that you had acquired? The coolest amount of money that you could just blow on yourself. Is that why you said coolest instead of most? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when uh, when the Xbox 360 was out, I learned how to. Um, pull the what did i do i think you like pull the dvd drive out and then do some shit with it so that you could uh you could download the xbox 360 games from the internet for free and just burn them to dvds i learned how to do that and then i made 50 bucks for each xbox that i did and uh i like the parts i had to buy were pretty cheap it was like 50 bucks for the piece and i think i got up to like 600 bucks of free money at one point oh my god dude yeah and then uh, How old were you? Uh, I was like 21, 22. Wow. Might have been older. I might have been like 23. But uh, yeah, and then we had a baby and that, you know. That was the college fund, dude. I started, oh my God. I started a college fund for Lucy oh. with $500 of Xbox money. Oh. And it was obviously gone before she turned two. Like we hit <laughs> some bump in the road and we were yeah. just too poor to deal with it. Jesus Christ, dude. Oh man, I don't. Rec- I mean, it was cool to have. <laughs> I, I, I like I, people probably think I'm exaggerating when I talk about being poor growing up. Like I'm, I'm like I'm not fucking Christopher Titus. You know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, my dad was rough and things were. T-. Like we were absolutely in poverty, 
and uh, like that, it, it it programs your brain in a weird way. But um, I mean, you know, I, I shared the uh, the Father's Day card that I got from Lucy. She, oh, she's seen my progress, stuff. dude. That my my kids have noticed me making changes in my life. Did I? Th- I think when you recognize that the kids are old enough to pick up on on what's going on around them. I think that's a huge motivating factor too, and it it, it really kicks shit into overdrive for you because you realize it's not just you don't you can't afford to be miserable and dwell on shit that doesn't work out for you because you know somebody else is watching you now. Whereas mm-hmm. before, it's just like when they're young enough to just be fucking in their own world watching cartoons. Well, you know, um, you know, Eddie Alvarez, uh, former UFC lightweight champion of the world, he grew up around here, and he um. He brings his kids down to like show them the because they, as long as his kids have been alive, he's been a high level professional fighter. So he brings his kids back down to the neighborhood sometimes to like fucking hand out sneakers and shit for the homeless or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, you know, they got to see this shit too. So we're, we're coming from the opposite act- uh, direction, dude. My kids are seeing the fucking sleepy heads and the hookers now. <laughs> and then when we get out of here, they're going to be like, this is incredible. I can't believe we don't live around heroin addicts dying. This is it's so tr- sick. Dude, it's really going to make them appreciate hookers later on in life. Man. Like, I don't know. They've motivated me every day that, that they've been around. So um, I would absolutely be a loser without them uh, or more of a loser than I am. Or, or, and I don't know, man. They sent me down a fucking cool path. Like, I, I don't know. I see a lot of like people who like aren't designed to be parents where it's like, you ever see like the uh, uh, the meme of like the 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 white drug addict couple walking down the side of the road starter kit, and it's like a wife beater, a chin beard, a flat brim hat, like a plastic bag full of shit. Yeah. Like I see people with those th- those types of people pushing strollers around, and I'm like, they should not have had kids. Yeah, and I could be one of those, except when my family came out of nowhere. You know, of course I had to give up my fucking Xbox 360 money, but. <laughs> It was. It all ended up being for the better. Uh, do you think? Do you think it was three sixty because uh, you knew deep down in your heart that you were going to come full circle? Dude, you're working too much. Did you ever think of that? You're too? working too much, dude. You're you're being too much of a poet right now. Stop that, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, so I all right. <laughs> Get, getting back to what I, uh, we were talking about, I showed the kids Ace Ventura, and I never know when. Um, when to fast forward in movies like if you go to imdb it has like a parental guide and it'll be like just a heads up someone pulls the tit out at like 35 minutes or something like that <laughs> it's actually pretty helpful when you're watching movies by yourself too yeah and, that is man <laughs> so in ace ventura he gets his bird sucked by the lady he helps in the beginning i don't even know if as a kid i understood that he was getting his bird sucked i did not and i was like 14 when that came out you remember she was like uh he was like you know, a reward would be nice. And she was like, what if I take your pants off instead? And then he grabs onto the ceiling, like a, something on the ceiling, and he like, gets his body the whipped fate. around because she's sucking his bird off so hard. Yeah. She's wrecking yeah. his meat. Yeah. I don't think I understood that that was getting your dick sucked as a kid when I saw I it. I did not, man. There, I didn't pick up on that. Um, and I remember I went to the theater to see Dumb and Dumber. And I was, I was always getting scared at the theater by something or somebody. And when I went to go see Dumb and Dumber... You know the part? You remember that song, New Age Girl? I got a new age yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the part where uh, the dude sings, Rah! 
apparently this teenage girl group in front of me had seen the movie earlier in the day because they knew when they were going to do that. And when that part happened, the one girl turned around and pegged me with a handful of popcorn. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't have friends at the time. I went with my sister and her boyfriend, and I wished that I was able to shoot up the entire fucking theater. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I had a really great moment with Ben watching Ace Ventura, by the way. What did he do? So uh, uh, when, first of all, when Ace is stripping down uh, Einhorn to, uh, to like prove that it's Finkel and he like first he like opens her shirt and she's got real, you know, she's got tits. Uh, I'm I'm holding in laughter because I want to observe the kids. I'm like, do they understand that this is funny, even though it's kind of weird? This is not a good look. Um, and then yeah, obviously like he pulls off the skirt and it looks like she has a, a fucking pussy. By the way, dude, so, one of the weirdest scenes in a movie where he's like exposing <laughs> Einhorn and she's just doing like Mortal Kombat, like finish him animations. It's like five minutes long where she's just like finish him. And like it's I don't know, man, maybe maybe I was high or something, but if, I got fixated on that. that. That's how disgraced cops act, man. Just. Doing like, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it was like when a when a wrestler set someone up for their finisher, and then they grabbed a microphone instead and started talking. While the person was just so, eventually he pulled he turns her around and bends her over, and you see his penis and balls tucked under, and it's visible in the back of her underwear. And uh, <laughs> I, I kind of cringed because I was like, all right, I got a nine year old watching this, right? But I watched it when I was nine. It didn't matter. So the scene ends. And I, I think it's like almost the end of the movie. All the cops are puking and stuff like that. And uh, there's like a quiet moment. And Ben goes, um, so was that like poop in her underwear? Or what was that? And Mary Jo starts like she puts both of her hands in her mouth and bites down and starts looking at me over a pillow. And I was like, that was uh I was like, the the whole joke of the movie is that that lady was actually the 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 guy that played football. It was a man. That was that was his penis and balls tucked into the back of her underwear. Dude, that that's a that's a game changer, man. When you find out that Dick and Balls can do that, and he was just like, he was just mystified. He's like, whoa. I was like, yeah, he he tucked. So when remember in the front when it, it didn't look like he had penis and balls, they were they were squished under, like down by his butt cheeks, and he was just like. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know one could be that long. <laughs> and like, it felt, it felt like, uh, it felt like we were flying in an airplane and someone <laughs> opened the door and we were just like <gasps> trying. Not, I mean, that, that seems like the kind of thing where if you open mouth, laugh in his face about it, he ends yeah. up, he ends up shooting up a fucking office later in life. <laughs> Big Dick Club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, obviously... Nobody has dicks in the afterlives, asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't know one could be that long. And his phrasing, where he said one instead of, like, a, a wiener or whatever. He's like, I didn't know one could be that long. It just... Uh, that that phrasing stuck with me. It hit me so fucking hard. It was the kind of thing where, like, you squeeze them. Because it's such a sweet, funny thing. You're like, come here, asshole, sweetie. I'm going to cry. You should have said that about the hug, like held him for like a minute. Be like, Ben, I, I, I didn't know a hug could be this long. Again, he's going to shoot up a fucking monastery or something. <laughs> like, 
later in life. How old were you when you found out that uh, dicks weren't uh, all the uh, the same size? Oh wow, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I should be able to remember the first time I saw an uncircumcised penis, but I can't remember. Not even like on film. Ooh, wow. No, or, or the internet, I guess. <laughs> on film, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got a projector running in the attic like fucking Chevy Chase in Christmas <laughs> Vacation. As soon as your family leaves, you're up there. <laughs> Christmas is the time of year. Just watch an old black and white dick video. <laughs> dude. What about you? Did you have an experience? No, but I remember there was one really weird time where my dad was painting the bathroom late one night and I had fell asleep early and I woke up and I had to go to the bathroom. We only had one bathroom in the house. So like I was waiting out in the hallway doing the pee pee dance and my dad saw me. He's like, Oh, you can come on in and go. And I was like, uh, I don't know that I want to do this. And I started going to the bathroom and I could tell that he was trying to peek to see how big it was. And I remember at that time thinking the like, meat peeker. Yeah. 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 It was very strange. Um, but that was the first time I remember being conscious of that. Whoa. Did you like, did you like yank, did you jelk it a little bit? <laughs> I put it over my wrist like I was showing Put on a watch. show. <laughs> <laughs> what, did you gauge his reaction at all? Was it like, no, kids got it. it, it <laughs> as soon as I realized what was happening, I felt like I was boxing him out like we were playing basketball. Oh, no. Yeah, man, it was, it was very, very awkward. Oh, no. But as far as seeing a live one, wow, man. Can you remember gauging your dad's meat when you were a kid? Yeah, he was pretty heavy in the front, man, because he used to wear jockey shorts, those white jockeys. And, like, he was so meat heavy that there was separation from the material and his thigh. Okay. So, I mean, like, he uh, he had something doing down there, man. And uh, I obviously uh, got my mother's side of the family. <laughs> I have my mother's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you let him down? Um, he can tell, by the way, when you boxed him out when he was trying to peak meat. Yeah, he could. He could tell. He was like, "Ah, man, the kid doesn't have it." I feel like I should write him a letter tonight, Tim. Now that you're bringing this up, man. Mm -hmm. It's a. Uh, I didn't want to let him down, man. I, I should at least, at least put my hands on my hips to just insinuate that. You know, the, the, you know, I don't need to aim this up or down. <laughs> I don't know wherever it is. But I think the first time that I saw one live was during wrestling practice. Another kid because, or a coach? Uh, another kid. They had like um, the kind of U-shaped showers and everybody would go in at the same time. At the same time. And a lot of dudes would wrestle in there, man. In the, in the naked shower? In the shower. That is the and, that's the way you're supposed to wrestle, by the way. What, in the shower? Yeah, that's how... No, not in the shower. Nude, though. That was how it was that's, invented. That's how you get good, man. Yeah, dude. None of that fucking lycra or whatever getting in the way. Yeah, people talk about how in MMA, when, when they start sweating or start bleeding, then grips become difficult. But, man, you can... You can Shower's an even by, playing field? Yeah. You, that, that, that's part of the training, man. Dude, I... I uh, oh, man. Part of me is very glad that I, know, I didn't wrestle when I was a kid. But, uh... We should get some singlets, dude. Would you go? Would you? Would you get a singlet now? I would not. No. 
I dude, I had a very bad experience. Like when you I was the best on wrestling, of your life. Uh, thanks, man. But when when I was on wrestling, man, I I had to wear a very specific singlet. I was the only kid oh, on. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was the only kid on on JV. Have I told this here before? I think you might have. Yeah. Yeah, I was the only kid on JV, and on the varsity, they had these real sleek black singlets. Yeah. And JV had this fucking Kelly Green one, and I just felt like a stone cold dickhead. So, I will never wear a singlet again. And you were fat. Yeah, and I had a hairy chest. Just wow. fucking tits, tits hanging out over like the suspender parts, and oh no, yeah, just just the kind of kid like you would root for it just because you know how bad he's got it. Like you go to the fucking little league game and you see a kid that's like got fucking tits for days, and you're just like, come on, Jimmy, you can do it. Oh, to that point, man, when I when I played uh, kid softball, we had a kid on our team that was so fucking fat that he had to have a specially specially made shirt. Our team was the Phillies, and everybody had Phillies written in a really nice cursive across the front. But this one kid was so fucking fat, they had to get him a Philly shirt with block letters spelling out Phillies. Man, the the specific alterations and considerations for being a fat kid, they stick with you forever. Yeah, like you know how like when uh, when you piss your pants and like in school, I guess any grade, you have to change schools. If you're the kid that pisses his pants. Yeah. You know what I mean? Be, being a fat kid where like that kind of thing happens, it's like yeah, you you you're the clock the clock starts counting down. You either have to fucking go full Angus and start just beating up hot dudes or you have to you know what I mean? Like yeah. I remember like fat grunge dudes leaning into it in high school. <laughs> well, I was one of them. But uh yeah, 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 yeah. you you, you got to there's there's just no coming back, dude. Dude, I'm 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 looking to my left now because I'm looking at my bookshelf. I'm pretty sure I still have that picture somewhere over there. Find it, grab it. Uh, hang on, let me look real quick. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I I've described the uh, frog face on here that I used to make with my fat body as a as a teenager, where where I could. If you're watching the Zoom, I don't know if I've done this on video. I'm not going to do it, obviously. But what it was was that my, my nipples would be the frog's eyes and my fat stomach with the roll separation in the middle would be the frog's mouth. And my, my brother and his friends would uh, force me to make a frog face with my fat tits and stomach as a kid. <laughs> not, I mean, doesn't sound that funny now. But, uh, I mean, what are you, you going to do? You're going to not laugh about it? Did you find it? I don't see it here, dude. I think it might be in the basement then. Uh, but I do have it, so I'll bring it on for a later show. But uh, Yeah. Yeah, this poor porker, man. He had a fucking specially made shirt. And even, even the big shirt that was specially made didn't fit him right, man. But he tried. Dude, um, Paul was over. To, my brother was over today. Yeah. And uh, my Lucy was like, um, Uncle Paul, uh Oh, he. We found a pic. We are. So we found some childhood pictures, and he was like a skinny white kid, um, short hair. Like he, he. Well, Lucy summed it up best. She was like, "You look like you'd be one of the kids on Beyond Scared Straight." <laughs> <laughs> and he started like he didn't get defensive, but he was like, "Well, which that's funny because like I wasn't like that. I was a good kid." Which no, he fucking wasn't. But she was like, uh, "He was like I didn't fight. I didn't do anything crazy." And Lucy was like, yeah, you just beat up my dad with your friends. And he was like, yeah, well, I think it was for the best. <laughs> <laughs> At what age did that stop? 
when I started learning jujitsu at 18, I armbarred him one time, and he never wanted to play fight again. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I didn't learn how to fight so that I could beat up my older brother. That'd be pretty fucking corny. I don't know, but you never really beat him up that bad, though. Hey, he didn't want to get armbarred. He was pretty upset yeah. about it. He was really mad. And you know, he I could tell he was mad. <clears throat> you know, I could tell he was mad because when I did it, instead of being like, ow, that hurt, or like, fuck, or like fighting harder, he was like, dude, you're going to knock over drinks. And I was like, ow, <laughs> nope, that's not what this is about at all. Who would but you I'd practice like, that on? Who would I practice what on? Arm bars to, to be able to pull one off. I was at balance at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, as soon as as soon as I got a job out of high school, I was like, now I can afford to train. Let's fucking go. Oh wow, damn, dude. Yeah, dude. I would I was gonna fight in pride. It was gonna be shit. And uh it turns out I was just horribly out of shape, a soft fucking baby. But I learned how to arm bar. Look at me now, yeah, dude. I know, dude. One of the strongest strongest humans currently living. <laughs> Keen, full of guile. And uh I can't be fucking stopped. Oh, dude! Yeah, uh, your your video on sobriety was phenomenal. Oh, thank you, buddy. Yeah, I felt good uh, to make that, and I felt like it might be helpful to people. So it, it was cool, cool to do, and it's cool for people to respond to it. Don't you feel so Christ-like, dude? Being surrounded by all these people, <laughs> who are like, man, your podcast helped me, you know, quit substances. Uh, I feel Christ-like because I love prostitutes, and I do walk around uh, without shoes a lot. <laughs> We do. We need to start marketing this to prostitutes. Yeah, because I feel like they need the message, man. Just uh, well, I mean, they got a lot of free time, so they can listen to it on their uh, earbuds. I might just start like ha- like we need like promo cards, and as I'm driving around, I'll just call them over to the window and like, here you go, check this out, dude. It might help. <laughs> I'm not talking about like internet sex worker types, where it's like, um, this, you know what I mean? I I deserve rights as this. I'm talking about the people that are like fucking strung out trying to fucking smoke bird for twenty dollars. Dude, I saw a good one. I'm, I'm, I'm positive. I had to have told you this at some point. But one day after dropping you off uh, a few blocks away, I saw a lady of the evening with a cast on her leg. Oh, dude. They're mailmen. Rain or shine, dude. <laughs> Black of night or whatever it is. They're fucking wrecking meat. Rain, sleet, or hoe. They're there, man. <laughs> Did you I'll sign her that. cast? I wanted to because it was a fresh cast, man. I wanted to tell her to have a bitch in summer. <laughs> Don't get too drunk. <laughs> oh man, that that that's a pretty good grift, man. Because that that was enough to to get me to think about it. Because if if I had a uh, a wire hanger in the car, man, I would have paid fifteen bucks to be able to shove it down there and, and into that calf for it. <laughs> What a great visual you just provided, too. <laughs> <laughs> Officer, I was scratching her cast. Yeah. No, not. <laughs> I'm just, you can't just be in the backseat of my car with a prostitute with their legs open and I'm holding a wire hanger. <laughs> Dude, is there anywhere you can go and just get like a for fun arm cast on just so you could get a fucking lady to Ooh. shove a butter knife down to scratch for you? Dude, I would love it, man. Dude, having a cast fucking rules. <laughs> just especially in the summertime. <clears throat> Never had one. Always been jealous. Oh, dude, it, it's the fucking best. I, I lucked out and got one in the summertime. When you get it off, your arm's real skinny and you can hardly do anything. <laughs> <laughs> you lose a lot of arm weight. You know what? The next time we train, arm bar me. I wouldn't cast this summer. <laughs> I'm not going to tap. <laughs> <laughs> Knock over all the drinks, dude. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> oh man. But yeah, your uh your sobriety your sobriety video that you put up on our YouTube was lovely and I think it covered a lot of stuff that we get feedback on. Uh I hope people appreciate it. it Look like people really uh enjoyed it and were grateful. Yeah, man, I I I wanted to do it for a while primarily because I know just one of the biggest obstacles pretty early on is all the uncertainty. Like you just don't know what to fucking expect. Um and you know, if if you're lucky, you buy yourself time to figure it out. And also, it, it's a lot of it's it's luck and work. So, you know, if you're lucky and you're willing to put in the work, you can figure shit out. And it's just like all the other shit that we do with programming. It's it's a lot of trial and error. You don't have to buy into any any one kind of fucking program or anything like that. It's just you know try different things, and eventually, you know, you should be able to figure shit out, and figure out what works for you. You know, you don't have to buy into anything. That's what rules. Yeah, and that's and that's hard, man, because I think people think the only option if you want to get sober is AA and NA and they are very good options, especially when you're first starting out. But depending upon where you go, you can run into a bad batch where people are really treated like a fucking religion. And that's where it gets gross. Mm -hmm. We should, we should treat this like a religion and make it gross. Well, you're a a fucking a a Bishop in the church of dogology. So I'm sure you could make it happen. Don't forget that dude. An archbishop, right? Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm in the deep circle, dude. But I use my power, my powers for good, man. I, yeah. I, I, the, the sick and the weary come to me on the Twitch stream, and I, I lay hands on every single one of them. I bless them and send them on their way. Yeah. No fee. I don't even fuck their kids. <laughs> I'm a gracious him, man. In the Church of Dogology, when the sick come to you, do you make them get down with the sickness? <laughs> yeah, you go deeper, dude. It's all deep dives. You're in the Church of Dogology now. Yeah, it has been fun getting in there. Um, sometimes I can't pop in just because I'm... You're oh. part of the Sober Outreach Program. <laughs> yeah, it's not just about doing fucking drugs and listening to fucking music played on wine glasses. It's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not all rumpus, uh, as as uh, Shane would say. Um, it's uh, I mean, that's sick. It, the, uh, if you don't know what Church of Dogology is, it's it's uh, what uh, McCusker runs on the um, Matt and Shane's uh, Patreon. And we pop in and do a group Zoom meeting on Sunday mornings and just chat some things out. We hear people's thoughts and everyone is just either extremely high or uh, sober by court order. <laughs> it's a good time. Sid the Kid shows up. Asian sweet yeah. boy. It feels nice just to be able to just talk about normal shit with people who aren't going to fucking scream at each other. Or do bits. Dude, I, I almost forgot what that was like, Tim. Just yeah? being in a fucking group of fucking 20s or 30-somethings and not just be like, um, actually, there's none of that. Yeah, instead of yeah. being like eager to get to a bit about something, they're eager to listen to each other. Right. It's pretty fucking sweet to listen to, man. It is, man. Even though we did get a little bit silly for a little while. I felt terrible about that. No, man. When you were making fun of Spirit Airlines. Had to do it to him, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dude, speaking of of this kind of thing, though, uh, I want to thank Andy Pace for coming on my Twitch stream last night. Twitch.tv slash Tim Butterly. It's not really a big deal. Go follow it, whatever. Andy Pace came on last night, and we were playing Warzone together. And, uh, man, just listen to that fucking sweet, smooth tenor. Just hit me with some y'alls and 
Oh my god, dude! Someone in the chat went and found his old rap group and posted a video in the, in uh, the chat. Talk it's, about them. It's almost worth going back and watching the uh, the Twitch. Uh, at one point, so when you're playing Warzone, right? You're just there's stretches of the game where you're just running around looking for stuff and you're not shooting anybody. And that's that was why I, I got into watching Twitch streams was when. Uh, uh, Dr. Disrespect, I guess R.I.P. I think he just got banned forever. He was playing these Battle Royale games, and I loved like the quiet moments where it was just bullshitting between running from building to building, looking for anything to help you in the fight, and they're not actually fighting. That's what I, I And then that's where you do some chatting, right? So we were doing that with Andy, and I said, uh, I said, Andy, will you sing me a song? And he sang me a James Taylor song, and it was... Uh, I just... I mean, it's exactly as gay and beautiful as it sounds, man. It was so fucking oh perfect. God, yeah, he he really could do uh, phone sex. But yeah, I look up uh, his rap group was called the Guess Who Crew, and you can find it on YouTube. And he told this story about how they were doing like rap, it was a rap duo. It was a white rap duo in I think the early '90s. And they were they were doing like bar shows for for beers in like northern Texas, I think, or something like that. And eventually, uh, his partner, his rap partner, was like, uh, "Yo, they're doing a um, like a local showtime at the Apollo at this place. We should sign up." <laughs> and they signed up and apparently got like just booed off the stage ten, ten seconds in. Like they had like a clown come out and like hump them off the stage or whatever oh they my do. God. And uh, yeah, and he was like, "That was the end instantly." It was, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna hit him up because I, I, I don't mean to brag, but I thought a lot about rapping as a child. Really? So I might have to. Do you think you and Andy could rap? I know I can fucking rap, dude. Dude, no I fucking a, way, dude. I wrote a rap and submitted it to BET for a giveaway <laughs> they were having for when the movie Dangerous Minds was released. <laughs> okay. And it's funny, like you just brought up a monastery. Tim, I had a job at a monastery where I would answer the phones and answer the front door. And I remember sitting in there, just getting in my zone, just writing my rap for the movie Dangerous Minds. I don't remember a lot, but I do, I do remember the, the first couple bars. You ready? Go ahead, man. Some say I got a dangerous mind, no one that my rage ain't hard to find. <laughs> do you have the recording anywhere? It wasn't a recording. I wrote it down and I, I sent it to them. Oh man! You, there, is there any chance you could find it, or or no. work your way back to writing it down? Maybe you know what you should do. You should enter like a deep trance state and just put your put a pencil in your hand and rest it on a paper and see if you can channel it and bring it back. Uh, one other part I remember was about um, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> no, it was it was about shooting guns with my homie. It's just like a race. Shooting guns with my homies just like a race. Yeah. Hmm. Like he would shoot like a certain amount, and I, I think it was him too, then me three. It's just like a race. I d- yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would be willing to be to be put under by a hypnotist to try to remember the rest of this rhyme. Well, I... <laughs> just get ready, dude. We're going on Breakfast Club at some point, man. We're going to uh, grow I... and grow and grow. Oh, dude, I would love that. Eventually, you know. We're, we're going to be guessing on a lot of shows, all right? And dude, um, last week, uh, you, in regards to the Spirit Airlines thing, did you see that video where people were singing the Meek Mill song before they took off on Spirit Airlines? No. 
Uh, it's actually pretty funny because all the passengers are singing dreams and nightmares and the flight attendants like trying to get them to calm down. And I had, I had wrote a bunch of it, but I had thought it would be funny if spirit airlines just made a version of dreams and nightmares as their pre-flight safety song. And I, I started writing it, but it was like, it was so fucking long. I just got tired. I was like, all right, I don't want to do this anymore. I was, I was going to record it. Like that was going to be like the next video, like that I put up, send it over to Andy. He'll record it. Uh, I don't, I don't know that I want that out there, man. It was, it was funny at first, but then it just became very cringy. <laughs> How long ago was this? This was Sunday. I did this. Oh. <laughs> you can still make yourself cringe now. Uh, hang on, I got my bag right here. I'll read you the run. Oh my god, the whole thing. Jesus fucking Christ, man. All right. I, I always tell people that uh, if they message us, that we'll be patient and and understand with them. So please be patient with me as I uh, whip out my rhymes. Ooh. All right, so, Tim, you've heard Dreams and Nightmares before, right? Uh, actually, I don't even know half. It's, you don't know that song? Um, no. Well, I'm sure I, was it in uh, Creed? No. It no. was, it was what, it was um, the Eagles song the year they won the Super Bowl, and that's what they came out to. I, I probably know if I heard it, but I, I gotta be honest, I, I never gave a shit. Oh, man, it's a really good one. <laughs> well... So this is this was written to, it was uh, yeah it was to this so, song. So now, just so you understand, this will be the definitive version of Dreams and Nightmares whenever I hear it for the rest <laughs> of my life. Uh, I almost want you to hear it first before to get a frame of reference to to. <laughs> do, do you think I, it matters? I, do you think it's gonna help? I, I think it will, man, because I want I want you to to have this in your head, and I want you to have the melody in your head when you hear me rap. Well, I I don't want to um. Shit. I I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I want you, when we break to, before we go to the Patreon, I want you to listen to Dreams and Nightmares real quick. And then when we come back, the first thing I'm going to do in the Patreon is recite all that I've written. Is this a hard sell for the Patreon? Was this a long, hard it's sell not. for the Patreon? No, it, like, it's not. I, I promise it's not. Oh, my God. Uh, I got three oh pages. Oh, my God. Look how shit. long that is. It's three pages, dude. No fucking way. And I, dude, I still, I still probably have like a quarter of the song to to uh, finish. Are you gonna finish it? I might. I don't know, Mike. If I mean, uh, all right. <laughs> Holy shit, we're at an hour and almost ten minutes already. All right, let's break. Uh, I want you to listen to Dreams and Nightmares, and as soon as we come back, I'm gonna sing this for you. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> By the way, this 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 episode of Dad Meat was brought to you by fucking uh, Blue Chew. Go to bluechew.com, use promo code uh, FATBIRD, and make your fucking wiener super hard, and they'll give us money, and you get it for free. It's a free trial, and it, it's you I, you know it, it doesn't even matter if you keep doing it. Cancel it after the first one. I don't even give a fuck, dude. But you're gonna get addicted to fucking fat meat. I promise. Is that, yeah, that was basically the copy, right? That was it, man. All right, sick. I can't I can't wait to wrap this for you. This is this is crazy. Uh, are you sure you're all right with this? I don't want you to regret uh, it as soon as you. No, I, I I don't feel comfortable, but I'm going to do it because I um I decided I wasn't going to film it because it felt too cringy, but I I will sing it for you. Okay, all right, we're going to move over to the Patreon. Uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna end the stream in a second, and then we'll we'll jump in the fucking <laughs> chat oh for just God. a little while. But uh, I I mean, <laughs> I th thanks for listening to the audio version of this. We love you. We're still live, by the way, Mike. I'm, I just want to chill with the chat for a second here. Yeah. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, Grant, there's probably a pretty good chance that my neighbors have drowned me with this song at some point. <laughs> Dude. Dude. Andy, were you okay with me sharing all that, by the way? I didn't mean to fucking dox you. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoops. Whoops. God damn it. Oh, no. Chelsea said she'd marry Pace. There you go. I'll officiate. Uh, oh, that's a good matchup. I'll officiate. I'm a pretty high-ranking individual in the Church of Sacred Dogology. So. And Chelsea's so strong that she could carry Andy over the threshold when they get their new house. Dude, here's the thing. Like, we're, we're left. First of all, uh, Andy's not in the video of the uh, rap group. It was either before he joined or something like that. But uh, go, to the, go to the fucking Twitch and... I don't know. I maybe someone can I'll timestamp when he sang to me. But what a moment we shared. And just what a voice on the guy, huh? But every yeah, every time he uh every time he comes on the stream, he's going to have to sing to it. He's going to have to uh serenade us. Dude. I God damn it. All right, bubs. We're uh Oh, there we go. Bachner confirms. I have more respect for Pace now. Net positive, dude. All right. Yeah, give us a minute. I'm going to go listen to the song. I'm going to set up the fucking Patreon, and uh, I'll see you guys over there.